This episode of GKNF is brought to you by The Happiness Compass. The Happiness Compass is an organization that aims to provide everyone with the tools to be happier and more fulfilled by creating programs and initiatives that teach people skills around emotional intelligence, positive psychology, mindfulness, resilience, and physical well-being. Check out the many programs, social initiatives, products available, and upcoming events online at thehappinesscompass.life. of space to fight crimes and talk about the subjects not many men dare to go. With faces only a blind mother could love, arms like a silverback gorilla, and more hair on their chest than something really, really hairy. Like really hairy. Prepare to be astounded and bedazzled by the wondrous voices of your two hosts, GKNF. Stand by for live broadcast. Good morning, Interweb. Welcome to GKNF, episode 26, Pocket Aces. Oh, yes. You, you're coming up with some world-themed names, my man. I'm trying to keep it uh, all in theme with uh, the guests we're going to introduce in a little bit. Formalities first. All the socials, at GKNF on Twitter. Working title on Facebook. iTunes, GKNF, working title podcast. Mm-hmm. Review, likes, stars. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something else uh, that you do with that. But uh, tell a friend about it. That's what you do. Pass it on. <laughs> and if you like an episode, share it. Share it around. That's how it gets out there. Mm-hmm. So, dude, far today we have Jesse on the Mac McKenzie. Yeah, Jesse McKenzie. Welcome to the podcast, dude. Oh, thanks for having me. It's good to see you guys. It's been like ten years. Maybe. It has been a while. Yeah, we went to high school together. Yes, and um, we've we've caught up with Jesse's uh, adventures around the world and, and what you've been doing with your life of late, dude. Sounds very interesting, and we would love to explore what you have been doing in the last ten years. Yeah, oh, that's. Oh, it's been like what probably ten years since we caught up, mm-hmm. and that's what I've been following you on like on the socials and yeah. seeing what you're doing. Going, oh, this is pretty. You know, this is pretty cool. This looks like he's doing some it's stuff. Oh, he's in Portugal. Oh, what's he doing over there? He's here. He's in. Then finding out, obviously, through the uh, through the uh, I guess the the local Penrith grapevine, where you find a lot of stuff out mm-hmm. that you are actually on the Mac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you, so you you started out obviously through school, yeah, and went to as a professional poker player. Is that is, we did? Was that your your income? My progression? Uh, no, I was actually playing lawn bowls for like eight years. I didn't really start playing poker until I was about twenty four. But it was through bowls that I got into poker. Because you play bowls still at a pretty high level, don't you? Uh, now, I uh, probably haven't, but I'm looking to get back into it. Mm. But I did. I did. I played under 25 through Australia. Um, year 12, I did pathways where I was playing basketball and bowls. So that helped me get into the New South Wales Institute of Sport, where they I had access to like Ian Thorpe's sports psychologist and uh, the gym there and all those people the resources and facilities it was like second to none at Homebush yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that really helped me for poker too mm-hmm. well, just, I was about to say what a unique pathway dude yeah so you've gone it was. You, you're doing basketball lawn bowls yeah and then you know it's a natural progression into poker <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it was just the president of the local bowling club uh, Adrian Minahan at Penrith Bowling Club yep he had a home game just like with friends and we would just play and I just want to learn more so once we started playing and then I deposited a small amount on PokerStars Online, um, I just wanted to learn more and I just progressed mm-hmm. from there, uh, helped by my friends yep. and um, we just pushed each other to become better. 
Was it all like when that, you know, that sort of like that Texas Hold'em sort of craze sort of hit around Money there? Maker and Joe yeah. Hashem. It was kind of just after. I really actually just missed the boom. Yeah, right. So it was just <laughs> after like, when Joe Hashem won the, the World, World Series. World Series of Poker, yeah. So, and then that's, and that's when it took off. I think everyone at that stage yes. sort of started to get into it. Yeah. But then there's obviously the certain, mm-hmm. uh, certain people that could find the, like I said, the intricacies mm-hmm. in the understanding of how to actually play the game rather than just go all in. And then you, I'm going all in on this bluff of a, 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 I mean, a two eight. And before we, we we get past your lawn bowls, dude. Yeah. What skills are transferable from mm-hmm. lawn bowls, um, from that kind mm-hmm. of I guess uh, lineage you've had into poker? Well, I guess patience is one main thing because most you, of the time because you, you are a calm dude. <laughs> you have a calm presence. Oh, about that's you. good. Thanks. <laughs> I, I think it might be. But I think you're bluffing team. me. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a real psychopath. <laughs> I can be like it's just I think you've got to be calm but um, careful with your decision making and mm. understand like what your plan is um, so uh, I don't know from bowls the skills are transferred across are just um, being able to switch on and on your focus yeah so I wrote a pretty cool article on um, my fantasy website about um, attentional focus and uh, being you don't have to focus for like eight hours straight mm-hmm. you're able to switch on and off Um and also what to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So that's what you learn. Like in mm. bowls, it might be the wind and the grass and the pace and like what your opponent's yeah. tactics are. And then in poker, it might be more, um, is this guy trying to fuck with me? You know, like mm-hmm. th- there's there's a certain, um, they call it game theory optimal strategy that you're supposed to play. Mm-hmm. But some people are just so far out of like what they're supposed to be playing and you've got to adjust to that. Yeah, so yeah. You, so if you're playing someone that's playing like the standard thing, you can probably get a read on them pretty easily. Yeah. If yeah. someone's out there doing something that's not, obviously, like who won? There was a guy that won the World Series. Probably two, Jamie Gold. Yeah, two, and he was just playing some... Like oh, he was, Queen Ewan? Yes, okay, yes. Yeah. And he was playing some risky stuff. But Ridiculous. It, no one could get a sort of read on him because he was just, he was going for everything. And I think he got some pretty decent hands, obviously. Yeah, and got held. paid. Yes, mm. that's right. But yeah, that's what. And I, I read that, that they were saying it was hard to like, adapt the, to him. The adapt to him, all those like triple eight poker guys and yep. stuff. They they couldn't get a read on him. Yeah, he was out there. I think if anything, if you're going to be too far one way, it's better to be aggressive in a tournament because you can really pick up a lot of chips. If you sit there waiting too long and too passive, then you just fade away and die. Mm-hmm. Um, so his attitude of just going for it and being really aggressive and just punishing any kind of um, passivity or like... I, th- I think I remember a quote that you said, Far, when you were a kid, and I think it might have been what, you, what your dad said too. It's like, it's, it pretty much was like... Daddy cheese before noon. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was something like... Um, oh, I'll remember it, but it was like something like... Um, something to do with if, if, if you hesitate. Um, what was it? Uh, hesitation is for losers, basically. Those oh. who hesitate masturbate. Oh, that's the first thing going to my head, too, from basketball. Oh, man, I that's can't a good remember. Movie. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just yeah. basically like, hesitation is for losers. Like, don't... Like, mm-hmm. trust yourself, trust your intuition, mm, and just yeah. go with it. You do have to learn, like, the fundamentals of how to play poker well. Mm-hmm. But then once you know the fundamentals, then you can see, like, how people are making big mistakes either side. Yeah. And then you can take advantage of that. So let's go through some basics for people who are yep. listening. Like when you say, um, what did you say? Optimal theory for poker playing? Mm-hmm. GTO, game theory optimal. Game theory. Okay, okay, so 
that's um that would mean you know uh what what does that mean like in standard practice so uh, and um and i know each is so dynamic with each hand but is it some basics of you know you only go all in if you have a flush or is it like is that what it kind of means is well it? i think the easiest way to explain it is um being able to get the most value when you have a good hands mm-hmm. and losing the least amount of chips when you have the worst hand or the second best hand because mm-hmm. there yeah. are situations in poker where there is some luck where you have aces I have kings mm-hmm. Geordie has queens and the flop comes queen high and yeah. and like there's no way to get away from some hands Yeah. so what you've got to try and do is control what you can control mm-hmm. and try to get the maximum value when you have your nut hands mm-hmm. what's a nut hand? like the best ah uh, yeah yeah so yeah. you know you have the best hand there's no possible hand <coughs> that beats you and you want to obviously then be... You don't want to go too aggressive when you've got that nut hand because you want to get you don't want more to lose. in the pot. You don't you want, want to lose your fish. Yeah, you want more people going, I've got something on this. So you can't go out and be too aggressive. Right, but really. you don't want to lose the value too. Mm-hmm. So it's really about finding the exact right amount that mm-hmm. will get you the maximum amount of chips. Yeah. Because yeah. so, you, could, you could try and suck them in too much and only bet really small amounts and they just call, like say 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But maybe at 80, they'll call as well. But at a hundred, they'll fold. Mm. So that's the skill. You gotta find mm. yeah, where it is the sweet spot. Uh huh. Uh huh. And that that theory. Sorry, dude. game theory. GTO. Just think GTO. Of GTO. Yeah, it's so a way G- of life. Yeah. So when you like, if you watch the um, you know, you watch the poker matches on online, and you mm-hmm. see when someone's got a hand's got a percentage, like right. the chance. Of, is that what that's based on? Like, um, this is that's just odds and um, pot odds and your odds of being able to hit a good hand or win that hand. Uh, okay. The, yeah. yeah. Game Theory Optimal play is more about trying to make the best decisions to get the max and lose the least. Mm-hmm. And knowing that stuff helps you yeah. um, to make the best decisions because then you know, oh, okay, they're 25% to hit that. So as long as I bet more than 25% of the pot, they're paying more than what they should. Ah, okay. Oh, right, yeah. So let's look. That's, yeah, that's interesting. That like, is- and, there's, and it's so dynamic and, and people are so different. And they and you know they'll purposely be trying to throw you off. This is how I'm going to play. And they're trying to deceive you. What a mo- like, jeez, that sounds emotionally draining after playing this. It can be. <laughs> how long's the longest you've sat at, <coughs> sat at the table for? Play live or online? Well, both. Well, let's, okay. Well, it, I try not to sit as much now. I'm just like trying to get a bit healthier. Um, so online sessions, like when I won the Sunday Million, it was like we started at 8 p.m. in Madrid and finished at like 10 a.m. So what's that, like 14 hours? 40, yeah. You have five-minute breaks every hour. And then live, I've probably... It was probably this year, actually, there was a big series in Sydney at the Star. I played a really long cash game session at the Star and I actually went for a float session after, like a float tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt great after, but I played from about... 4 p.m. like on a Friday night because they're usually the best nights to play at the star is like when people are in with money Friday night Saturday nights partying watching football (laughs) maybe when big events are on like State of Origin yeah Um, and I play from 4 till like the next day sometime and I just feel terrible but my German friend was there and he's like oh let's go I I said I feel like going for a swim in the like ocean I feel so like dirty yeah Yeah. and he's like this is the perfect time to go for a float and I never I've never been was that your first float yeah my first my first and only float I'd love to do it again so when you went when you had that float did you sort of where did your mind did it wander back to what you'd you'd done the night before a little bit Mm -hmm. it was like going into a dream state where it's it's just figuring out all of the situations that you've been through yeah, yeah. you know how like in your dreams mm-hmm. it just like sorts out all the 
all the things, all the issues, or like the problems, and then you wake up in the morning and maybe you've got it solved. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like, and for people listening, what's a what's a float, Jesse? Uh, it's like a float tank. You go in and it's like salt in it. Is it? Yeah, like, it's 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 a saline solution. I'm pretty yeah. sure, but there's mm-hmm. a couple of different ones. And yeah, it's sort of it's, you're in like a sensory deprivation. Yeah, separate sensory deprivation tank. Um, and you sort of you lie in there and you're enclosed and. Mm. It's uh, just supposed to, to be good for. It's it's supposed to give you the same psychedelic, or you can reach those same psychedelic highs as like acid, or if you have a lot of marijuana or something without having any drugs. So I didn't can, know that you can right. go in and sort of that's because your mind obviously just you when you can't control your mind, you go, "Well, how am I thinking about yeah. this?" Similar mm. to a dream state, your I guess. Sense of self is mm. lost a little bit. Yeah. So, okay, so you you sat down for you so you, you've pulled twelve, 12 hour stints. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, cheap people you, do twelve hours since working. But you know, like to, but to yeah. focus every single hand for that, especially yeah. online. I imagine online it'd be yep. even harder because it's you. It's mm-hmm. just you and a screen. Yeah, and you got that well, blue light obviously coming off the screen, which yeah. is going to try and mm. sort of just mess with your senses anyway. All right, so Jesse, give us an anecdote. There must have been some time you played um, poker over the last ten years. Yeah, where you your heart was going absolutely nuts. High stakes, going to uh, and, and I mean you must have been all in, or it could have been winning your biggest, um, you know, championship. Uh-huh. Like share share some story of your travels where you like it was a uh, high stakes and you pulled through and was like, yes, I, <laughs> I will come back and play again. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two. Like I'll give a live and a, and a uh, online example for both. So probably the biggest high or the greatest achievement I've had in poker was winning the Sunday Million where I was travelling through Europe with my cousin Mike and a few other Australian poker players yep uh, we were on the back end of a long trip and we're in Madrid and it was quite hot it was July <coughs> mid, mid, mid-summer there and um, entered a $215 buy-in tournament but it was about five 6,000 runners like entries yep, yep. and um, played for 14 hours that was that really long session mm-hmm. And I just try to breathe breathe through it, you know, when you're getting a bit tight at the end. But I did end up having some Red Bull at the end just to <laughs> be sharpen up. But I had performance enhancing uh, soft drinks. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> yeah, it's not good for you. I try to avoid it. Yeah, um, tea's preferable. But then I locked myself in a room for a while because everyone else had busted out of their tournaments mm-hmm. and they went for breakfast. That's how long it was. It was like overnight. <laughs> um, they came back and I'm still in. Maybe 18 people left and were playing for. 179,000 for first, 123,000 for second, big pay jumps. Mm -hmm. And um, just try to power through it and make the best decisions I could. Uh, It helped being around some of the best players in Australia. Were were you on that trip for specifically to play in this tournament and all be together? Not specifically that tournament. When you play online, there's so many different tournaments Mm -hmm. you can play. It Mm -hmm. just happened to be like the flagship tournament that I ran deep in and won. Yeah. Oh, and you won it. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Oh, dude, tell us about the final. So, no so, deal. And how many? When it comes, to, so you, you start off with um, how many was five hundred runners? No, it's five or six thousand. Oh wow! Yeah. So you, wow. Okay, so let's break that down. So when it comes to how many games do you play in that period? Uh, well, I start the session off playing maybe ten to fifteen tables at once. So different screens, individual games. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. yeah. It's called multi-table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Whereas live poker, you're just playing one, one table. One table, and yeah. And then you move into the next. Correct. Yeah. So multi-tabling itself is a skill. Yeah. Because yeah. you'd be thinking of multiple different games at the same time. And different, like, game flow situations. Yeah. yeah. So it's really more like gaming. You see guys playing uh, on Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Where they're playing, like, these, like, world championships of 
<laughs> first-person shooter games and stuff like that. Yeah. Correct. And there's, they have to manage like many different tasks at once. So that's quite a skill in itself like you have to work on. And that's mm-hmm. a mental thing where if you're someone who gets easily frustrated, mm-hmm. very hard to maintain control mm-hmm. on like all your game. You can lose a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, so, it's, so you're playing uh, multiple tables at once, mm-hmm. and then when do you get down to the final table? Or it's yeah, just, correct. So how was that? Were you like, dudes, I'm in the last one. Like, yeah. Come check it out. When I got into, that's basically what happened was I was I locked myself in a room until I got to the final table. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, guys, I'm on the final table. I have the chip lead, like the most amount of chips. Oh. And, I'm like, and I bought it out, the laptop, my MacBook into the kitchen where everyone was. And you're like, check the power. <laughs> yeah, like backup. Wi-Fi. I was about to say, you must have to have these... uh, Yeah, we were in an Airbnb and like 2012, that's like an early thing, you know, like we were just traveling and wanted to find a good place. So I gave the guy whose place it was at Airbnb a nice little tip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. For the contingency. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I went in the kitchen and it just gave me a boost again. You Mm -hmm. know, when your friends are there -hmm. supporting you. Um, I had the chip lead, which means like you're most likely to win, but anything can happen. Yeah. And... I just asked if they had any advice for um, any of the other players, but I hadn't really seen any of the other players before. So I had most of the information from the notes I've been taking along the way. Eventually I get heads up with this German guy because we're playing against people from all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bohinho from like Brazil, you know, yeah. Riza from Germany. Um, Are these guys you notice because they're always online? Do you, do you sort of have there this are relationship because yeah, you've seen each other Yeah, all the like time? Uh, I went to Vegas two years ago for World Series of Poker and uh, it was my first time and I ran into some Brazilian guys who I play regularly online mm. and they had like a booth at a major laser concert with uh, Diplo at like <laughs> one of the big places. We just pushed in line. It was like a McGregor <laughs> fight and it's not like Australia where you have to wait in line. You just pay off the guard. Check to get through. Yeah, we paid him like 50 bucks straight through and he was just... McGregor just one so this Irish guy who I met he was just like walking through the club like loving life yes yes um, so yeah like there's heaps of people from all over the world it's a big community the online yeah. poker mm-hmm. community and then uh, to talk, just going back to the final previous table. story tell me the final the hand what, what, okay. what do you remember what yeah. it was yeah I do what did you win on I won with uh, pocket sixes so I, ra- I raised, the guy re-raised king-queen, and I have pocket sixes. I didn't want a flat call because there's a lot of overcuts that can What's come. What's a flat call? Where they just, uh, where I call in position, and then we see the flop. Oh, yeah, and yeah, And then yeah. You, can, you can act. Yep, yep, right? yep. So say you have king-queen, and the flop comes jack-ten, and I have pocket sixes, and you go all in. It's hard for me to call because yeah. there's two overcards. Mm-hmm. So usually pocket twos through pocket sixes, I'll stick it in pre like under 35 big blinds. Sorry, it's getting a bit technical. No, 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 no. this is good. Yeah. Um, so I just went all in and he called with King Queen, which is like very unusual because King Queen is the type of hand I usually would call with pre-flop because King Queen can be dominated by Ace King, Ace Queen. So you you can't see his cards, right? Not until uh, he calls you all in. The Oh, uh, yeah. But the, you can or the river? In. Is that... That's the last card. That's the last card, yeah. So yeah. in both those scenarios, that's when you get to see your opponent's cards, right? Uh, in that situation, I go all in and then you just get to see all yeah, five sorry. cards. Yeah. And that's pretty thrilling. Oh, uh, yeah. I, th- I can think I can even remember there was a jack and a nine on the flop. So you need to you need to oh, fade the ten yes. and also the king and the queen. Mm-hmm. But I, he, I, he didn't hit and I won, so it was real good. Oh, that's <laughs> so awesome. There must have been some solid high fives. fives. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you've already you've been up for twelve hours, and I'm gonna guess you're not going straight to sleep after that. Probably after that up night. longer. I was yeah. playing fourteen, so and it started eight pm. So, oh, so you've been up like, all day before yeah, it. Yeah. Wow, might, might have got a siesta in somewhere. We, we went to breakfast, and it was another one of those moments where some things were in slow motion. Before the pub, we were talking about this car accident I had very close to Chris's mm-hmm. uh, Fars place here. Um, but I could see like the leaves falling from the trees real slowly when we were like ordering this awesome breakfast in Madrid after winning. <laughs> yeah. Like I was just like, is this real life? You know, like, yeah, it's this, because yeah. it's just one of the things you dream of, and then for it to happen, it's just super unbelievably Surreal. lucky. And yeah. So were you gunning for that tournament? For had you played in that tournament yeah. before? I would play it years? once a week, nearly every week yeah. for probably forty-eight weeks because I'd only been playing maybe two years online full time. So do yeah. you, does that? Consider are you a was that would that be would have been your full time job on poker mm. and um, mainly online or did you have other became, forms of income or was that yeah 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 I had other forms of income of and, course and, uh, <laughs> like my last job my my last last official job was bowls coordinator at Maryland's bowling club where mm-hmm. I did the sports admin yeah and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. But it's more enjoyable to make more money and have no boss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you, because yeah. You, you're now your own boss. Complete autonomy. And you probably don't have the hours to put into another job if you're doing that that much. Well, now I don't play as much. I just kind of play when I feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, online poker's been banned, so yeah, that I, makes it hard. So um, what? It, it, just in Australia or worldwide? Um, just in Australia, but it's happened in other countries. Like it got banned in America in 2011. Oh, as really? well and guys had to relocate so maybe they moved to Mexico Canada so they could continue Thailand. playing yeah so what? what's the for Australia what's the reason for the ban okay so there was a law about live in play betting mm-hmm. regarding sports betting yes mm-hmm. and I personally think that poker's way different to that there's a lot of skill elements yes, yeah. mm-hmm. and you can win whereas some other forms of gambling like you're definitely going to lose like X amount of time mm-hmm. um, but because it's in real time, like poker, you have to make decisions in real time. They yeah. they put it in under the same category. But there is a guy, David Lieberman, Senator David Lieberman, mm-hmm. who's looking to uh, make an amendment and possibly take poker out of it and legalize it in Australia. So the it government doesn't fall under those. So, so yeah, they're talking about in-game betting. Like you can yeah. say this is going to be an ace in the tennis or, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to serve a fault on that actual play. Try scorers. Try scorers. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So that's, and they put poker in that same basket. Correct. Which doesn't, doesn't seem to fit. And, and, and I'm no, I'm a novice, obviously, regarding poker. But it doesn't can, seem to fit. I can see the differentials in yeah. both of those two things. Exactly. Is, there, is, there, is it an element of, okay, potentially you can know the person playing? Yeah. Is that what it is? So totally. You, you would have some sort of insider kind of set up to... but. Oh, no. no. I mean, I, I thought you meant, do I know the real person behind the poker account? Yes. Yeah. But there's no insider information because the cards are random. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, trying to understand yeah. the... So, so there, is there a lucky there? Obviously... Mm-hmm. Guys like yourself and other people yeah. that are prominent in that community, you, you, you've got that senator that you've obviously yeah. broached. Is there a petition? Yeah. Is yeah. there some other things yeah. that people can get on and look at? Yeah, the uh, Australian Poker Players Alliance. We had a guy, Joey Dell. He really pushed it hard and a lot of the poker guys donated to it. And mm-hmm. It got a lot of traction because a lot of people were like, how are you like banning online poker but you're like pokies illegal yeah you know the hypocrisy of it's pretty it is and and it's all to do with trying to (coughs) collect tax money tax revenue so the government has actually seen that you can collect tax revenue and 
like ideally I thought that maybe the government could have talked with the poker operators and then just taken a percentage of mm-hmm. um, income or revenue from players from Australia and yes. the sites can do that and it's been mm-hmm. just done Australia important. even if you've got people all over the world just the Australian people correct can get pay so a tax in yeah. your buy-in or something is that yeah, yeah. on the mm-hmm. fees taken because yeah. Yeah. it's not like um, it, it's like relates to my old job where we were a sports administrator we take a fee like a green fee mm-hmm. right so that's what the poker sites do they mm-hmm. take a fee yeah. Yeah. so it's like a, it's like a hundred dollar tournament and they'll take like a nine dollar fee for running it, and the rest goes into the pot. Yeah, obviously, so it might be a ten k prize pool with a hundred people in it, right? Yeah. Ten times a hundred. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and then how that works is like first gets say twenty percent of the prize pool. That's the reward for winning all the chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and if you come in the top like twenty five percent of the prize pool, you might double your money. Yep. So there's different payout structures, and you have got to adjust your strategy to that. So and, and based on that, like, is that like well advertised? Like the percentage breakdown of yeah, the, it's in the lobby. And uh, so you guys, you know, a, a poker player would just search the world, going, let's check it, what the what the payout's going to be here. Yeah, is that guaranteed a big, prize yeah. pools. So um, with online poker being banned um, in daily fantasy, what I'm into now, daily fantasy sports on Moneyball, we just had like the biggest prize pools we've ever had AFL Grand Final had like 110k prize pool and just yet uh, two days ago with the NBA opener we had a $55,000 prize pool on Moneyball mm-hmm. and it's very similar structure to the poker tournaments and it was a, had a bit of an overlay like 7k added to the, the prize pool mm-hmm. which is great for the players yeah. like me you there's just extra money in there to yeah. like win yep um, did, Juic- a lot of the a po- did, did a lot of the Correct. poker players mm-hmm. go across to yep. fantasy sports because it marries up obviously yeah. a lot of the way similar to, like there's a lot of things that carry over in, with the skill set it's about trying to find value and knowing the odds mm-hmm. uh, it's also a lot about um, knowing like the injuries and like who's going to get yeah. minutes and this is fantasy right yeah daily fantasy can you, can you I've never this is the first time I've ever heard of this awesome. can you um, break this down especially for some of our listeners yeah. so what, is, what does that mean so I created a website www.fantasyhq.com.au no wait okay so you made this thing yeah that's no, my sh- Oh, well done. I did okay. about 18 months ago because i kind of seen that poker may be banned. There's been talk of it for five, mm-hmm. six years. Yeah. And a lot of the American poker pros after, they called it Black Friday when online poker got banned in America. Mm-hmm. So we could see Australia's Black Friday coming. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, daily fantasy sports became like a billion dollar industry in America. So yep. in Australia, we love to punt. Yeah. So I thought I'm going to get on board and our website basically just teaches beginners. So it's not like a DraftKings, you're not, the actual it's separate separate you are a money ball so, and that is you're sort of doing a training sort of seminar Correct. is that what it is well, I've got a training so I yeah. teach you the basics so mm-hmm. exactly what you're looking for is on my fantasyhq.com.au site yep and it just talks about how to find value in tournaments how to create winning lineups mm-hmm. um even just where the biggest prize pools are yep. and all the different sports the NRL AFL NBA NBA is great I love NBA the most because it's like got so many games in the yeah. season mm-hmm. and the players output more statistics based on like minutes more predictably mm-hmm. so like in NRL you get points for tries and try assists and so like you know there's not that many tries in an yes NRL. that's right so it's a bit more high variance whereas in basketball there's lots of buckets being scored. and you know Russell Westbrook's gonna put up you <laughs> yeah. know 50 a game and a triple double pretty consistently last yeah. season well, yeah well he averaged one last season didn't he so does it so with that so say you let's use the NBA as an example. Mm-hmm. Do you have a salary cap then obviously to fit your 
Perfect. Yeah. So we used let's let's do today's games, yep. and then you do have that one game or the whole the whole round slate or ten that, games. So the ten games, and yeah. you've got to fit what five players? Do you field a uh, nine players? Nine players, and have yep. like a sixty k um, salary cap. Yep. So I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. It stops you from just having like yeah, the best Russell the Westbrook, and Giannis, then get LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> yeah. So you, you you it's it's sixty thousand in virtual money. Correct. Yeah? Correct. And then each player's got a, a value. Correct. Okay. How's the value? Um, the site creates it. Ah. Okay. So like yeah. in NRL, um, like who 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 got the Dallium this year? Uh, well, Cameron Smith, so he'd be okay. the most highly... Expensive. Yeah, the most expensive uh, player. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. and then who's a great rookie? Who had a breakout year this year? Yeah, oh, in the NRL. Who would, yeah, well, there <laughs> Dude, was, I don't really watch <laughs> Yeah, so you, then you give, you're buying them on the cheap. You're hoping to, yeah. And, and Do you buy them on the cheap weekly, or do you keep yeah, them in... daily. Daily. So, but are you keeping... If, say, I buy... Let's say I buy this breakout rookie that yeah. comes through, yeah. and I buy him at seventy five k or something along those oh, lines. Oh, like well, if it's sixty k prize pool, he might be like three oh, k. Okay, yeah. but so I buy him for three k. Yeah, does his value rise throughout the season? Yes, I've, but it I've changes. Locked, but I've locked him in at three k. No, every game, every week, yeah. he's going to go. Okay, yeah, it changes daily. So people might be familiar with Super Coach or AFL yes, Fantasy. Yes, yes. I think that's more fixed. Yeah, where you buy them at the start yeah. of the year and that's your squad. No, the cool thing is with daily fantasy is like you're not stuck with some yeah, guy. Yeah, so I'm going to get rid of an injured player straight away. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, okay. So you could make a mistake in seasonal fantasy. Or it's not even a mistake. You're just unlucky. Um, but in daily, you can even put more than one lineup in. So you can spread your risk where you can have uh, you can target players against a weak team or someone who has a good matchup. So you know that one winger scores a lot of tries against a poor defender. Yeah. And then you might pair him up with the halfback or the outside center that passes to him a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so the way this works, right, I'm still learning myself. So you, you, you get nine players in your fantasy team. Correct. And then based on what happens on that round in the actual game, the yeah. physical game, mm-hmm. their statistics influence yep. what your what your team will pay or how your team wins. Is you that right? You get points, yeah. And you can see it in real time in the in the Moneyball app. That's pretty cool. App. It gives you live updates for of the, statistics. What their points are going. So, yeah. Kicks, tackles, meters, tries, try assists, turnovers, minus one. Yeah. So, for example, if it was um like rugby league, for example, yeah. if you get someone who's a goal kicker, Correct. that'd be worth more. Yes. Well, because a, they a goal, get a, more. Not necessarily, but the a, like a conversion would be worth X amount of points. Two points. But, yeah. yeah but a, and a try might be worth something. A drop, an, an error. Minus minus a point. Ah, so then okay. you got it's your, in real time. Yeah. Wow! So, like, different to poker, right? Poker, you're making decisions in game. Mm-hmm. Once you put your lineup in, it's just set and forget, right? Yep. So now I have more free time during my day. So yep. I'm using a similar skill set of trying to find value and bet on what I think will be the best play. Mm-hmm. But then once I let it go, it's up to the athletes on the field in real time to, yeah. to do it. So then I just sweat it. So now, like maybe for eight years, I didn't even watch much sport because I was just so engrossed in poker and traveling around. Yeah. Now you've got now, ESPN full time. Yeah, I've got league pass for <laughs> yeah, NBA. Yeah. I'm just like, see, this is this is basketball now. I've got like three different <coughs> so lineups. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up. Like there's a 35K guarantee. And then it gives you in real time uh, your players and my team's and you can see like the stats for each player. So like LeBron James, he's on twenty eight points, uh, and he gets points for scoring buckets, getting blocks, mm-hmm. and then you can see the breakdown in there. Oh, and that's nice. the same for NRL. Is it? Do you reckon it's easier for a novice <laughs> to do fantasy daily fantasy sports than pick up poker? For sure. For sure. Like, can you? Yeah. You can. You can know a little bit about 
the sport. Right. Correct. Or your team. Or your team. And yeah. So, yeah, if you're a... Big time. And what are the prize pools like compared to po- online poker? Are they yeah. uh, equivalent? Are they bigger? Are they... Well, they weren't very big, but they're growing now. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to do with online poker being mm-hmm. banned, more mm-hmm. poker guys getting into it. But also just the general advertising, like uh, Draft Stars. Yep. They've been like pumping it during the AFL. Mm-hmm. That's why the... And they had a beat Barry promotion, you know, Barry Hall. Yeah, yeah. So Barry Hall would put in a lineup and then... And then you'd have go, yeah. against I'll go against him. And so, and just one question to clarify, I think I'm there now. Yeah. So you've got the whole pool of the actual players in the, yep. in the tournament, NRL, for example. Yeah. And then... So you must have a couple of different fantasy leagues because yeah. based on how many players, all those, how many people are going to create a fantasy team, yeah. that means that pool of players are done. So then we've got to start the next fantasy no, team. Is that right? Everyone, everyone can have, uh, you can have, everyone can have, let's say, Cameron Smith across five people. Yeah, you can have, can have him. I can have him. Ah, okay. But you, gotta, you all got to fit him in the prize pool. So there's like 2,000 people in there. Ah, so the variable and is just everyone's individual. What if people have the same team? Well, you can see like this. I'll show you Draw. now. I can ah. show you now. Like Steph Curry today is owned by ten percent of the people in the prize in, in the in the competition. So two thousand entries. That means two hundred mm. people have Steph Curry in their lineup. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that we have the same lineup. Yeah, because it. Yeah, and if you and if you somehow yeah. fluke that you got the exact same lineup and you and you win, it's a draw. It's a split pool. Correct. Split pool? Exactly yeah. right. But that, that is so interesting. That'd be so rare. The percentage of that must be tiny. The bigger the bigger the pools are, it is rare. But that's what's important about like having a unique player. Yeah. So if you have someone special that you think is underrated mm-hmm. by having that person who's only like one or two percent owned that can get you like yeah, the, okay, yeah. so you can win like seven and a half k instead of having a split three seven fifty so with your Jeez. with your site that you've got what yeah. was what well, let's what was it again, we'll put a link up Fun, fantasyhq.com.au Fantasy and then it goes to moneyball so we work with moneyball to help so does Moneyball feed your statistics and data? Uh, Moneyball is the site. We feed players to ah, Moneyball. Okay. Moneyball. Yeah. Yeah. So and when if someone goes, if I far or I were to go on that yeah. website, would yeah. you have this as let's go NBA, so let's pick the NBA and you've got this this round yeah. up, would you have our sort of the best the statistics on each individual we, we, player and we, we're choosing a team off your site, like your well, we give tips and advice. Yeah, advice, And then yes. the best thing is just follow me on Twitter and then I can... Mm-hmm. I, you ask me questions, I'm happy to answer. Yeah. Because me giving you a little bit of information doesn't, like, kill me. Yeah. But it... It strengthens all the... I, really. I just want people to be engaged and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So when was poker... When, when did poker get made illegal in Australia? Just, like, two months ago. So it's very oh, recent. Fresh. So and that's why I'm, like, super this onto is, it. This is the next thing. I really think so. Yeah. yeah. It was in America. Because wasn't... Was it DraftKings or one of the big ones in America? Yeah. Wasn't there a stage where they were nearly looking at banning that as well because yeah. for the same reason as poker? Yeah, correct. For bet, it was a game... Well, for it, ga- it, more for gambling because yeah. it was more gameplay, but it was actually gambling. Well, in the US... Sports betting's illegal. Yes. In Australia, it's like fucking huge. Mm-hmm. But they classified fantasy sports as not being gambling. Yes. And it's great because it definitely is, it has an element of gambling. Um, but in Australia, we have to compete against sports books and all other mm-hmm. options. But the kind of engagement you get from fantasy is just its just way more... Like, you're watching games that you wouldn't otherwise yeah, watch. Yeah, does it make them more... Yeah, Brazilian netball or... I, <laughs> oh, no, like teams in the NRL. Uh, or, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. the NFL, that's a... a well, Everyone's watching pools. Red Zone, obviously, with the NFL. Because, yeah. And they're not worried about... Or they're watching the friggin' Chiefs friggin' versus some, some yeah, crap game you, don't, you don't care about, but they're watching it because they've got fantasy players in there yeah. to get their fantasy points. So that the viewership 
is going up through the roof for games that would probably not be on your radar but not be on anyone's yeah, radar to watch definitely and one of the best sports for that is PGA golf once they started doing fantasy PGA the viewership between like 25 to 34 year olds went like through the roof and they're like why is everyone watching this like obscure game in Jeez. wherever it's because people had like so how do you go how do you mass points in golf Ah, oh, birdies, pars. Oh, okay, right. He, yeah. he landed on fairways, going in the yeah. rough would be minus and yeah. stuff with bunkers. Yeah. 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 That's, so you the, can do it anything. So, yeah. Because I think in Australia, like you see, like it's flooded with so many um, betting yeah, yeah. websites. Well, I, bet, I'm not even bet. that into any other kind of like betting. I, I just like it because it's so similar to poker where you're playing against other people. Mm-hmm. That's a major difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm playing against guys who really rate the Melbourne Storm and so they put like a lot of Storm players in there or like South City. Mm-hmm. Probably Storm's a bad example because they're a good team. Mm-hmm. But like someone who's a mad South supporter, they yeah, just... Yeah, the dingbats. Yeah, <laughs> and they just load up on their guys <laughs> on and that's like kind of dead money. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to win just because you like that. You want to go who's yeah. going to be you want to be playing. You, you want to be playing against people who not have... Not just because you like Matt King. Mm. Yeah, have whack ideas. Yeah. You you know, yeah. you want those guys with crazy theories because that's where you make some money. So, what, what's a what's a buy-in? Do they are they average of games? So you can go fifteen bucks in, yeah. but you can go up to some big big buy-ins Correct. potentially. You can play me and you can create a heads up for a thousand bucks, and we can create and you can you can create your own matches yeah. within matches. Create a oh, it's per- that's. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not playing you for shit. <laughs> ma- ma- maybe you'd, you'd maybe crush me in NRL, but like, don't play me in like NBA, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. But, so that's is that your sport of choice? The yeah, NBA. I love NBA. Yeah, I used to play a lot of basketball, mm. but it's just like the guys I know they help me out, and so then I got into it, and I just found it the easiest sport to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I find most of the American sports more palatable to watch. Mm. I don't know if it's just the. Maybe I'm just jaded by rugby league in yeah. general, just because I've grew up playing it and stuff, and now I can't be bothered watching as much of it. But then you, you talk about the traditional sports we have in Australia. Then you got the hybrid versions of it mm. um, with like Big bash the cricket. cricket, yeah, things like that to give it, uh, make well, it a, a shorter, more version. exciting. You know, people's attention spans have shrunk. Oh, big time! But then we, we have um, Big Bash Daily Fantasy as well. It's like new. Mate, it's, you've it's awesome. got this covered. This sounds really good. I'm going to check it out. No, I'll send you the link. Yeah, that sounds great. But yeah, I want to ask you know because in Australia, um, online gambling is legal. Yeah. Is that a big reason for having? so many the market um, saturated so many different platforms is like if it's illegal in America mm-hmm. like a, one of these crown bet or sports bet whatever yeah. like owned by an American company is mm-hmm. that how it works like do you know much about um, yeah. I guess the origins and, and the reasons for having so many um, live online betting platforms in Australia yeah so with the um, online poker being banned what they were doing is trying to um, stop overseas players from operating in Australia without paying tax Okay, so yep. I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they find a way to tax and work with poker sites, then mm-hmm. I'm happy for them to be here. And yeah. it can be a win-win win yeah. for like the players, the operators, and the government. And the government, yeah. Uh, so that's what they're work- working towards. Uh, in Australia, with it being legal, yeah, there's more options. Um, in America, it's it's not legal. But if you want to, people always find a way. Oh, yeah. This, there must be some basement... Um- <laughs> Yeah, even secret with, knocks and even with, 
VPN. VPN. Yeah. VPN that registers somewhere else. Yeah. All right, let's 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 get into that because because okay. you you've spent so much time on computers, mm. you must have seen some you know dark corners of the internet. <laughs> and you're but what but what I'm <laughs> sorry, and I'm not implying anything. No, or am I? No. <laughs> um, but you know you're talking about a tool like a VPN must be a tool right. that you'd need if you're operating, you're traveling around the world and trying to get around mm. um, certain laws to to play poker in another country, yeah. for example. What other kind of tools is in an online poker player's arsenal? Okay, that's a good question. Uh, but honestly, I don't use a VPN now. I think there's an option like to buy League Pass really cheaply. You just log in from mm-hmm. Brazil and then you pay the one-off fee and it's like 15 bucks compared to in Australia, it's like two, $300. Uh, okay. But I don't VPN for poker because I've got so much going on with the fantasy stuff and I'm working with the Australian Poker League. <coughs> but the um, mainly poker players will use what's called a HUD which is like also used in other areas like fighter pilots use it for heads up display which mm-hmm. gives you like the main statistics for each of the players on the table so that makes it manageable when you're playing lots of different Multiple tables, tables. Mm-hmm. so you can see that this guy's been playing a lot of hands you can see that this guy's a rock you know like he's played like one hand in a hundred and it was the big blind because he had to Ah, uh, okay. okay so and then you can find out how often they re-raise like three bet percentage yeah. how, how often they raise when they're the first one into the pot mm-hmm. it's called unopened pre-flop raise so there's guys who like create momentum by just raising the pot when it's up to them mm-hmm. and then you can exploit them if they're doing it too often by re-raising them and then you can look at how often they fold to three bet so sometimes those guys open a lot, but then they don't fold. And then you just got to try and work out the strategy that works best against them. Should I re-raise them? Should I call them in position and outplay them post-flop? Mm-hmm. So are the- there programs? Sorry, dude. Yeah, is, are there programs that you can put on top of your um or things that can assist you with statistics and things? Of, Th- this of is what it is. So the yeah. I use Poker Copilot on my MacBook, yeah. and it gives like little numbers on the screen. So if you go through my Instagram, there's like some pictures of hands that I've won or pots, interesting pots, like crazy pots. Usually what I post are just like stupid crazy pots because they're the fun ones. I never yeah. I never post like just some like ordinary Ace King vs. Tens. Oh, I lost. Unless it's pocket sixes that could come in here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no Instagram back then. Yeah. But I wish I did have it during that time because there was like a lot of interesting shit going on. We were like, I was traveling so much. Um, even live poker in Australia. We had the Australian New Zealand Poker Tour. So I was like leading the way in the uh, player of the year. Mm-hmm. I came second in Adelaide that year as well. And so once I did that, then you're incentivized to go and like play all the Gold Coast, the mm-hmm. Adelaide, the Darwin. Like Darwin had like 40 runners and it's like not the most interesting place to travel to, but you had to go because of the points, just min cashing uh, yep, the thing. Yep. Like, and I ended up coming second or third and I got a 10K for free. Like they just throw it in, um, entry to the Aussie Millions. So I've now played like the Aussie Millions five or six times in Melbourne, which is what's coming up. I'll be down there on the 13th. And that's that's no. live poker. That's live poker. Online. Big oh, 10K buy-in. Is that online? Like, no, um, live, live at Crown Casino. Oh, sweet. So if you win those, that's like, high you, stakes. you get enough points in that. Does yeah. that get you enough points to go to the World Series? Separate in, events. Are they separate and play for a bracelet? Yeah. How, how do you get into that one so, to play for a bracelet? Well, we have one event in Australia at the start. They have a World Series bracelet event. It's just mm. coming up now, like this month. And um, there's bracelet events there. Have you gone to try and get to Vegas to play the... I've played once and gone to Vegas. But look, through this um, Australian Poker League mm. uh, gig that I'm doing now, tomorrow I'm playing a regional final and they have a bracelet chase event. And so, like, it's... it's you Wait, call, what's the bracelet for people and it's myself It's like a ring. <laughs> yeah. Yes, have you win, isn't it, the World Series? It's like you, that's where you get your, your ring. The, okay. and it's, it's a bracelet. It's a bracelet, so... 
who's won the most most is it the bracelets like uh is it someone who's kid poker who's kid daniel daniel negrano canadian eight or so bracelets like he's yeah I'm and he's a to king think. of the sport isn't like i know he's probably he's not one of the most right. anymore but he's mm-hmm. he's probably the breakthrough the first breakthrough guy isn't he that went I think from he's the most poker to popular culture poker mm-hmm. player if you don't include dan balzerian yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, wait, is he good uh, he he okay. I know so, he's popular, but he's so he awesome he's very player. good at what he does. I know he's in Queenstown right now. I just checking his Instagram. He is very good at playing in chicks, private games. So maybe he gets the chicks in mm. at his house, and then he gets like Kevin Hart and yeah. like all these like so Bill money, Perkins. So that, that, that's money games, isn't it? Cash, cash mm-hmm. games. Sorry, cash games. So that's so, a di- and that's a thing. different form of poker, right. Mentally, because you're paying for big stake cash a little bit, but there is high stakes in tournaments when you get to the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's cash games are more chill. It's like yeah. you and your mates, and you create a comfortable environment where people are willing to like punt. Yeah. People can win and lose big money in those games. Mm-hmm. Tournaments, you just got like a fixed buy-in, and that's all you can win. Or like, yeah. that's all you can lose. Because there's, there's no lots raising. of upsides. Yeah, that there is raising in both. Yeah, um, raising of the buy-ins. All oh, right. Well, you can re-enter in some. Yeah, but it's you. You very much have like these decision points where you can just like go home and chill out. Yeah. When cash games, people can get very caught up. So, say Dan Belzerian has like sick games in LA where he has a lot of like superstars and. Um, um, hot chicks and mm-hmm. they feel safe because he's got like an armory under his <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. uh, but he's very good at creating games with bad players but creating a fun environment where people just enjoy being the experience of just being there absolutely so he's selling the experience <laughs> and making money so like he doesn't he he purposely like avoids playing against professional players mm-hmm. which is a great decision like business decision for him yeah because all he wants to do is live like a fantastic life yeah and share it and promote it <laughs> yeah through his instagram yeah. hey i can't believe we've spoken about poker and not spoken about um sunglasses at the table all oh, right let's talk about like the physical game like so we've, we've covered the online mm-hmm. let's talk about like when when jesse sits down at the table yeah when he's reading the yeah. players tell great me what question. you're looking for like what do you are you looking at the like hands of the movement? Are you look for nerves? Are you looking for mm. where they're looking? And you're like, take your glasses off. <laughs> yeah, they called tells. Tells. Yeah, tells. basically, the one where you said with the hand movements, good, but it's not the hands that probably talk the most. I think that it's the feet that talk more than anything. So ah. when people get excited, they start tapping their foot yeah. uh, or anxious. Like I even noticed with my girlfriend last night, we started talking about something and her foot started tapping and I was like, oh, man. you're a bit uncomfortable about this. <laughs> do you know? Um, so there's like little things like that. I Were think you all in after that? Or? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the biggest thing I try to find is like what people's base rate is at, like what, what they're like just when they're normal. Mm-hmm. And then when people go from far away from that, then that means something. Mm-hmm. So it either means they're like super excited about it or they're not interested in it. Yeah. So if they're not interested in a hand, then um, you can know that they're not going to play this hand. But if they are interested in a hand, you know that they're going to play it. And then you can try and pick up like their level of interest. Yeah. I think that's what the main thing is. It's I think it's overstated uh, people reading into tells, but maybe I just haven't studied it enough. Mm-hmm. I try to focus on playing well and then I use that as like a one percenter. Is it theatre or is it uh, mm-hmm. for the tells? You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, is it, uh, what's his, he played pretty far last Schwartz or somebody. He wears like a bandana. 
a, clo- oh, like a lot of them. You're talking about this guy called Stealth Monk um, Schwartz. He's actually like a yeah. really good player. Yeah, he's good. He was, he's he, a great follow on Twitter as well. Is he? Yeah. yeah. So, cause, so Justin he, Schwartz. Ju- that's him. That's yes. So he, he was, was he was coined as like the bad guy when he yes. was playing against the tournament. He was deep in the World Series yes. with um, Daniel Negreanu. Correct. Yeah. And uh, another guy, Max Steinberg. He's actually like a boss at Daily Fantasy. And then um, this this other guy ends up winning it, but he got cooled set over set. Deep in the main event, mm. and it was on ESPN. This is what Jordy's. Yes, yeah. yes. I've 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 watched a lot of. It's one of those things where you know you're looking for something. You it, go, is, it is easy to I'll, watch, but you know you sometimes you catch yourself and you flick on and the poker's on. Oh yeah, I'll watch a hand and then I've been doing this for three hours now and I'm I'm deep and I'm I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm on invested. this guy. I'm all lit on this guy. I want to, I want him to get to the final table. Or you hate a guy oh, too. Oh, hate, oh, there's a lot of hate hate <laughs> happening as well. What do you hate? <laughs> Oh, there was this one guy last year. I really, they went head to head for it with the guy, and I wanted him to lose so bad. But he got the on the river. He got it. Uh, the other guy. What did he look like? <laughs> he was oh, mate, he was wearing glasses, uh, and I, he wasn't. He went up against one of the guys from I think Triple Eight Poker. Okay, from memory, but um, I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, was it just because he's boring as fuck? Yeah, or he was just too he, serious. But then, he, then he got a bit sort of bit lippy. Chippy, in, in yeah. A, in a, when I didn't think he deserved to be lippy. Uh, and I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> that was my take. He just rubbed you the wrong way. <laughs> he just did. But with this dude wearing his um, shorts, wearing his like, bandana, is that because yeah. he's has he got to tell with his what he's doing with his mouth or whatever? I think so. Or is it he's th- got lying lips? Or is it theater? Is it a bit yeah. of theater as well? You know, Could I'm be. wearing a hood and I've got. Well, the you said he was the bad guy of the yeah. tournament, right? Yeah, is he, that- he was positioned that way, and I think it was clever, like marketing and yeah. yeah. But also for him, it just suits who he is. Like that's just who he is. But I do think that the lips do communicate a lot. Mm. So. So, like, when people are nervous, they do bite their lip or, like, purse, yeah, yeah. purse their lip. Or when they like flops, sometimes they lick their lips. So, it's just, like, real micro stuff. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes you see some, like, flickers in the eye, like, squinting or... It's it's very hard to actually describe, mm. but you know it. Like, you just... Mm. You just I know. Look. It's, uh, yeah. it's so, like if you're walking down the street and then someone's, like, giving you trouble... And then you see something, you know when someone's like actually wanting it's to fight serious. you or, yeah, yeah. or, or the, not. Yeah, yeah, you, you get, get that vibe, but that it's energy. also a bit of intuition as well. There Absolutely, must be unreal, you've got to trust your gut. Yeah, and and trying to read someone. I mean, it just sounds like your brain's just searching for patterns and pleasure. It is. You know, it is patterns, and that's the one. And mm. have you ever? Um, and, and sorry, I want to ask. Going back, you know, talking about the dude who's wearing um yeah. balaclava. Ba- ba- yeah, is the whole purpose of that to to pretty much say? I know I give so much away or I'm not even good at playing uh, look, this. I just want to be 100% neutral so no one can read me. I'll, I'll, look, I'll ask him, but <laughs> I think that that was just what he was comfortable with. Yeah. But like I can just tweet at him and ask him. But Sweet, let's do yeah, it. Well, I'll that, see if he does. And just Sam, we'll put that up but, on it with, through Jesse's and our Twitter and we'll see what the... What yeah. uh, but what I wanted to say about like trusting your gut and everything, I think the best way to be able to tune into all that is just being like very calm yourself and being, oh, big time. being just like comfortable like mm-hmm. if you're hungry go get something to eat if, if you mm. want to have a tea do that if you need to breathe get up and walk off the table for five minutes go to the bathroom like one of the things i used to do in bowls was like if i was losing momentum in a game i would just go in the middle of a game and just like sit on the toilet for five minutes and mm. just like refocus mm-hmm. so get on facebook <laughs> nah, just switch off switch off completely and just like actually go into yourself really yeah. so yeah. If, mindfulness you know yeah with poker, you got obviously sort of. There's a lot of different facets. Feel like maths is that a pro- prominent thing? If you're 
really good at numbers and uh, numeracy of maths. Is that going to be a bonus? Uh, yeah, I think it's a big advantage to be, but I really sucked at maths at high school. Yeah, but it's something you've developed over the years, Totally. Right? Through poker, I have. Because mm-hmm. let, let's talk about this. You have... You're 100% a self-directed learner. You've learned, like, even talking to you, the the jargon that you use that links to poker, yeah. the, the, the strategies, the, you know, reading people, the psychology of it. This is something that you've all learned by yourself. So what do you do now? You've got these skills. You, you've created this website. How do you, um, you know, you've spent 10 years studying this stuff. How do you share this knowledge with someone else? Like, so they don't have to spend 10 years. Like, right. are, are you offering some, you know, I think you mentioned your... Yeah. Website. Yeah, for sure. So the website I have is for Daily Fantasy, but just a few weeks ago, the Australian Poker League came and flew up from Melbourne to meet me in Parramatta. We had a meeting there to talk about uh, what's called the Jack Star Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie Glazier is one of the most well-known poker players in Australia. She's yep. won a bracelet, a World yeah. Series. Mm-hmm. I think it was over in Europe. And basically the what we're trying to do with the Academy is help Australian Poker League players become better at poker, learn from our experiences, um, I think one of the most interesting parts of what we're going to be teaching is the mental side, mm-hmm. sort of the sports psychology element. Jackie's partner, he is a mental skills coach and Jackie's learned a lot from him mm-hmm. and also just like the experience of playing. Mm-hmm. And then my experience through the Institute of Sport and bowls, like bowls is mostly a mental game. Once you yep. get the mechanics of your delivery down, yeah, it's just mental. It's like visualizing it, seeing where you want this rock yeah. to be like, 36 meters down the other end where you want it to finish yeah and that's just like when you break it down it's just you visualizing it Mm -hmm. and then it appearing like yeah what's the bits in between i know Mm. so there's a pre-shot routine you go through um centering stuff like i used to hold my bowl with like fingers around like almost like in a circle just to like focus while i was visualizing Mm -hmm. i'd step onto the mat i'd take like three swings but i would also like feel my body from my toes up to like my shoulders mm-hmm. my body. Neck. what is it Just body scan is that what um, yeah body, body scan yeah. Yeah. who Evans, taught you that Evan Sutter from yeah. uh, the happiness compass he was just going through a few different types of meditation and a body scan was sort of one of the key ones he mm-hmm. tries to do every day I that's think. awesome well, one of the things I do that's like super good at the end of the day it's called PMR uh, progressive muscular relaxation they mm-hmm. taught this to us at the institute of sport you'd lie down you can do it before bed and you pretty much just um tense every muscle in your body like max it out and then you do that for like eight seconds and like you know you're popping veins out like Mm -hmm. this is before bed and then you just relax and you just feel like you're melting after Mm. it it's just amazing and it relieves a lot of tension and stress in like your back and all this uh, like it's just you can look it up progressive muscular relaxation it's like super amazing technique to just get rid of tension at the end of the day yeah that's um it's similar to when you you know you hold a stretch like you could be stretching your hamstring or something you hold it hold it hold oh it. yeah now now push a little harder push a little harder but then when you mm. let go it's like this cool beautiful oh <laughs> pmr is like the closest thing to having an orgasm that's what i'll say all right so, so let's combine that. the pmr the flow tank uh, <laughs> and the orgasm <laughs> but, yeah and you the will, orgasm you'll die a happy man oh, <laughs> we've, got to, we've got to build on that acronym it's early in the morning but i'm going to sleep straight after this just so <laughs> test it out <laughs> test that out then but, uh, so with those so these seminars or are they seminars that you're doing or are they yeah. workshops or well, you can call them what you like but basically people qualify for them through APL events or you can just oh, buy okay, in okay so you're getting the top of of the the best of what's around not or? really anyone can anyone, anyone can, can do it so could I come and do one Absolutely. even though I'm not uh, I, I you guess. have to be an APL member okay that's right. like yep. not, not expensive but you can just buy in for like $395 but most of these people are qualifying in through like their local 
tournament and so yeah so they don't have to pay anything and then there's a 50k tournament on um the sunday so the saturday is like six hours of working through things and we're going to do some hand examples we're going to like i've been working with jackie uh she's going to be here in um penrith soon to go through it with me Mm -hmm. so just just like in the next week and um, so i'm going to take her to learn bowls at the penrith bowling club Mm-hmm. And we're going to play the local APL game, and then we're going to go to Rudy Hill and play. So we're connecting with the community, and we're trying to bring it up because actually, like live poker has a good opportunity now with online poker being gone. banned yeah. to like boost up again. It's kind of gone through a bit of a lull. Is there mm-hmm. like a, a of disc like a complete separate from people that do online to people that play live? Is it a different? Oh, I think it's what like a people? spectrum. Yeah. You know, some mm-hmm. people are just like pure online. Some people are just like pure yeah. live. And yeah. then there's in the middle. I think I'm quite in... Uh, I, I'm definitely on the online side, mm-hmm. but I really do enjoy the live stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's people mixing it. But I could never play as many... Like I was going to say I'm in the middle, but I've played like 99% of my hands online just because I'm playing 15 tables. Yeah, yeah. Like it would take me three years playing every day live, to every get- day, to even just go from 1% to 2%. Of the oh right of how many so hands not, yeah yeah because hands are just fast like mm. there's no physical dealer and there's multiple ones yeah. going at a there's time there's tables mm-hmm. people have time banks like you got 15 seconds to act yeah mm-hmm. whereas like live sometimes people just sit yeah, there so there's no reading there's no tells online it's just there's bet there's timing okay. and there's bet sizing tells ah okay yeah, yeah yeah and then there's also like tendencies like some people try to go really hard on on bubbles like the difference between no money and lots of money some people go like ultra aggressive <coughs> because you know, playing on people's fear of not cashing. Mm-hmm. And then you can exploit those guys if you know that those professionals are trying to, like, take advantage of the weak players who mm-hmm. are scared. Yeah. They're scared money, yeah. So, like Far said, is all this stuff, like, your all your 10 years of experience and Jackie's experience, is this the stuff you, you're giving to, to these guys coming into these workshops and yeah. stuff? Like, Far's asking you... How, how can you speed up from all your learning? Absolutely. That's what you're obviously getting, this sort of insider. Yeah. 10 years into 10 months. Totally. Like, that's doesn't everyone want to do that with every area of their life? Oh, yeah, I want yes. it like the Matrix, man. I want to plug it straight into the back of my brain. <laughs> I love it. That's exactly it, right? You want to just, like, skip all the mistakes that I've made here. Mm-hmm. So... I was lucky to learn from like very smart people. I was in a Skype group where people were like sharing hand histories. You can just copy paste like hands and it's a visual, rep- it's like a written representation of the hand. So mm-hmm. that's like, oh, it's better if you did this. You should probably bet bigger on this flop, fold on the turn, yep. go all in on the river as a bluff, turn bottom pair into like, so you, you just accelerate the learning process. And that's why online poker is like so good. Whereas live, it's it slows your process. So mm-hmm. a lot of the best players in the world are now younger German, Austrian, mm-hmm. you know, like Eastern European guys. Um, and then just randomly spread people around the world who just put in massive effort, mm-hmm. um, crunched all the numbers using programs to find out what the best line is for every hand yeah. you just live you just can't compete with that yeah was there anything when you're growing up that you had an interest in mm-hmm. that sort of you could like obviously you picked up poker late and other than bowls is there yeah. anything sort of that you took took to mm-hmm. that had that much sort of uh variables and that much time you had to put mm-hmm. into learning that is there sort of a trait of people that become better at poker uh-huh. you know or can or want to learn it is there was there yeah. something i don't know was something even in you know education or outside of that that it's a good question it's like not for me like i didn't have anything that i was like brilliant at but young. i think one thing you you've, you're definitely competitive yeah and you've, you've taken that into anything you've pursued that's a good point i do think that that's like a core thing about so, myself 
mm-hmm. is that I'm competitive. You've got the carrot. Why are you, why are you learning? Why are you putting effort in? Yeah, you enjoy it, but, you know, you no, want to that, be No, that's best. probably from being a kid, like, parents being divorced, like, yep. uh, being the oldest son, um, my mum being from the Philippines where we don't have much, and then just being, like, super grateful for living in an awesome country like this mm-hmm. where you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Like, yeah. there's yeah. so many opportunities here where you can... Do I just feel grateful every day like even if I have nothing now I can just start again and do whatever and it's just like mm-hmm. just being born here in Australia you just have it like way better than 90% of the world like Absolutely. I, I just feel you can like if you have nothing you can just start again mm-hmm. it's not it's like you have good food you have good water mm-hmm. like no, low pollution yeah. it's just like not, I'm not much to bitch about is there no I'm not afraid of it like and, and when, when I was a kid dad used to work for Qantas as like a baggage handler yeah but we got cheap flights. So what we would do during school holidays is go to the Philippines. So I see like kids, you know, in tips in like Manila and I'm like, oh, this is real. Whereas yeah. like kids growing up in Australia never getting to go to third need, world they countries. They need to see the other side. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we, you know, and what, why? Like we're just lucky to be born here. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be born wherever. Like, so I just was able to see that at a young age and I think I was a bit of a brat until like five or five to six to seven until I like realized, you know, shit, like we got a good, mm-hmm. like even though like I might've had some challenges growing up, it, it was never like insurmountable. Like I, mm-hmm. you can always move forward. Mm-hmm. That's what I always think. Like when I wake up, like when you're in the matrix <laughs> and you know, you wake up, right. It's a miracle that we can even like talk or walk or mm-hmm. just like move your like pinky do you know like yeah. it's all uploaded in there yeah so yes. sometimes i just wake up like i think i did a meditation once like just on youtube where 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 it was just like it, it's just like a new beginning every morning mm-hmm. so i don't feel even when things are going bad i yeah. i always see that there's light it's an incredible mindset you're cultivating and you can see it being applied in, in your in what you do with your hobbies and your future prospects dude so we'll check this space in you know with regards to online poker playing to see what happens uh, politically. Um, hopefully that comes back. But dude, give us some takeaways for, for yeah. everyone. Yeah. What is a couple of takeaways poker wise? What is the best hand to have that you should always go hard at? Don't and, and you don't have to worry about what anyone else has got. Tell me if you had pocket sixes, you're going for it. Or if you've got, is there a <laughs> is hand? it a romantic? Is there a hand po- if I'm playing like a house? A favorite hand. If, is there a hand if I'm playing a house game that I should be definitely folding on? What my two cards are, or is mm. there one where I get two cards where just go for it? But you got your percentage chances good, not knowing what else is on the table. Well, the only answer to that is pocket aces. Pocket aces. Well, perfect episode name then. Yeah. See <laughs> <laughs> sure what you did there. And what, and what should and what should I be? What's the, what's the worst? What's the worst hand you can you can get? Yeah. What's well, the worst two cards that can come out? And I'm going to go. Fuck. Probably like nine two offsuit because yeah. it's just the furthest. It's apart. A no way I'm getting anything in between. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're in the big blind and you're getting odds to call and you can still call yeah. and you can still see two two seven seven mm-hmm. coming through. Yeah. Fantasy fantasy sports yep. NBA. Who is the player I should have in every round? <laughs> uh, at the moment, I'm really high on a guy called Giannis oh, Antetokounmpo. He, he's uh, he's a smoking for my MVP this year. Yeah, definitely. I think he will be in the next three years. <laughs> yeah. It'll be tough this year, but I still like the him in Greek my fantasy. Freak. Yeah, he's an Adonis. <laughs> no, he is. He's just unbelievable. Wow. Okay, is he one of the younger ones, the unpredictable ones? He's 22. Yeah, 22. he's 22. Only a few years, but in he's the NBA. 6'10". Plays for the Bucks. Yeah, Jeez. he's a big. 
big guy with good ball handling skills. <laughs> That's what we all like. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And who's a, who's the best player in the NBA? Who's coming out good of rookie? that I'm going to get cheap rookie? Ben Simmons, Is the Australian. He's, he's no way Ben Simmons can be cheap. He's he was one pick. like uh, opening round. He was five thousand five hundred, and he scored there. like forty points. He was points, one, one off a triple double. Amazing. So. so Dude, that's freaking cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll put the site we'll, one more time, hit it out for everyone uh, listening. <laughs> fantasyhq.com.au. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And we'll go through it. We'll put that up on Twitter. What's your Twitter address? Uh, on the Mac, on which the, is yeah. I'm everywhere on the Mac. O-N-T-H-E-M-A-C. No spaces on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Add me there. I'll, if you have any information you want or any tips, advice, I'm willing to help more. Dude, that's uh, awesome, Jesse. Thank you so much for coming in, and uh, we wish you all the best in your future uh, pursuits, man. Uh, we're out uh, next episode. We're coming in with a criminal lawyer, defense attorney. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>